Hey, Eileen here. I wanted to say thanks for listening to the podcast today. And if you'd like a free case study on how you can do a million dollar day, head on over to onemilliondollarday.com to grab your free case study and toolkit for how you can do a million dollar day using virtual events. Let's dive in to today's episode. Well, what's up, everybody? Eileen Wilder here, and I'm here with a friend of mine, a special guest. It's a huge honor to talk to him and for him to take time to share his about him, his business, and a little bit about working with us. This is Peter Sage. If you haven't met Peter out on the interwebs, he has, he's in fact, one of the only people that has done six TED Talks. He's a serial entrepreneur and built many seven and eight figure companies, and he's an expert on human behavior. We're going to dive deep into that in the interview today because what he has can transforms people like instantaneously. And he's an extreme sports person. (laughs) So he has a lot of fun doing crazy things like rowing across large oceans. So we'll get dive into that in the interview today. But um, thanks for watching. And Peter, thanks for being here. Eileen, absolute pleasure. Great to see you again. And yeah, yes. always, always happy to make time for uh, for you, Harrison and the gang. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So fun. So Peter, will you talk a little bit about your work that you do with people? And I know you're a coach, you're a consultant, you're a trainer. Will you talk a little bit about transformation that you can provide uh, for people? Um, certainly. I mean, a little, little bit about on, on my background. You know, I dropped out of school at 16. I've got no formal qualifications I like to think I've got a PhD in results, which is kind of what counts. And I, for most of my early life, uh, was a, as you say, serial entrepreneur. Business was my game. Mm. And certainly in my 20s, I was pushing hard to try to prove to the world that I was good enough Mm. to get over the insecurities as a young man that I felt that I wasn't. You know, it's the primary fear we all have. The fear we're not enough. Yeah. Yeah, not good enough, not tall enough, good looking enough, certain enough, rich enough. I'm filling the blank. Mm. And so uh, a lot of my early day was all achiever mode orientated. Okay. And it's a two-edged sword. It made me successful. It got me out of poverty. I bought my first Ferrari at 25 and and I've had a a very uh, good life. But during that time, I didn't understand there was a huge difference between a life chasing success and a life chasing fulfillment. Mm. Wow. And I see so many people get to the top of success mountain sacrificing their health, their relationships, their family, their you know, their time, only to want to jump off when they get to the top because they don't like the view. And even if you're one of the very, very few small percentage, unfortunately, of people that do hit their number, get an exit, yeah, make the dream that they've been working and sacrificing for, which is 1% or 1% in most cases then what do you do with all of that money you finally get? Well, I'll tell you, right? You now pay for your divorce, right? You hire a personal trainer to try to get your health back at best Mm. or surgeon at worst. And you buy your kids loads of crap. So they, you know, hopefully love you again. I mean, it's it's the entrepreneurial joke that we sacrifice so much to get somewhere. And we spend most of our life running East looking for a sunset. Wow. Yeah, And then what happens in the industry? I'll tell you, someone's going to sell you an extra pair of sneakers to, because that must be the problem. 
or someone's going to hire you a best personal trainer because clearly you, know, you need to run faster east to get your sunset or here's mm. a new diet that you need to try or a new whatever running style. No, mm. <laughs> you need a different paradigm. And so what I do when I work with people is I tend to shift their paradigm mm. because teaching you how to run faster east to find your sunset ain't going to help. Wow. That's so good. Yeah. And and uh, you you have tools and techniques and processes that you teach in your work that help people become aware of that. And then how do you how do they shift into that next level version or or stop chasing that sunset? How do they do that? There's one of two ways. I mean, everybody wants instant enlightenment, right? Nobody yeah, wants yeah. to meditate 20 yeah. years on a Touch mountaintop, right? No. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they want the uh, John Travolta phenomena moment, right? Where they walk yeah, out yeah. and get hit by lightning and now you're a savant. Yeah, Disneyland thinking, not, not going to happen. Uh, but there are two kind of pathways. One is if somebody is ready, you've heard the, the same thing, you know, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Mm. And, uh, and I like to think that's how, how you come into my life too. I was, I was ready for, for what it is that you were able to share and mm. I, was, I was grateful to learn. But when you have somebody that has a significant emotional event, something that shifts or rocks their world, mm. you can have massive and instantaneous rapid transformation. Ooh. And so, but for the vast majority of people, it's, it's a slog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to take the fortress after a lengthy siege. And so what I do is my, my work is based along two of those fronts. A lot of people get uh, a shift, again, a paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. right? And I'll give you, I'll give you one example of that, because if you're trying to change the outside world, as most people are running East yeah, for their sunset, mm -hmm. you know, if, if I can control the outer world, then everything would be fine. Right. Yeah, so, you know, hustle more. That's your classic personal growth. I need to work 10X to 10X my business to 10X this for the next hustle, the next strategy, the next cool tip of the month, but you're still running East. So an example mm -hmm. of a, a paradigm shift, which can be caused by, again, significant like aha moments uh, where everything moves. Wow. I'll give you a parallel. So 500 years ago, everybody knew that tomatoes were poisonous. Nobody would eat tomatoes, right? Because if you did, you would likely get poisoned. And that was the predominant mindset at the time. And you're not talking anybody out of it. Why? Because at the last, you know, there was a family gathering where, yeah, we all had food and only Uncle Jim and yeah, Aunt you know, Ethel ate the tomatoes and they both died of food poisoning. So yeah, no, what you, you can't tell me tomatoes aren't poisonous. Mm. And for the predominant uh, yeah, history at that time, for, for, for decades, everybody knew in their heart tomatoes were poisonous, just as everybody 500 years ago knew that the sun revolved around the earth. Wow. And it was obvious because you could stand outside and watch it every day. Go There it goes across the sky again. <laughs> there it goes across the sky again. You'd have oh, to be an idiot that. not to know the sun didn't, you know, revolved around the, didn't revolve around the right. earth. But of course, we look at it from a different perspective, hence, thank you, Galileo. And now we know that we live in a heliocentric system and the actual Earth revolves around the sun. But we didn't know that back then. And we had evidence to the contrary. So tomatoes, we had evidence to the contrary, right? That the fact that, that wow. you can't eat them. Right. Right. What people didn't realize, and again, we, we're kind of more into the European side rather than the US. The US doesn't have much history past 500 years, to be fair. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> at the level of, of the Renaissance yeah. around Europe. 
But the issue was that most of the cooking bowls or the eating bowls rather at that time were made of lead. And tomatoes are very acidic and they have something in called pectin, which actually helps dissolve the lead. So if you eat tomatoes, you get lead poisoning. Whoa. But it's not the tomatoes as we know now, thankfully. Otherwise, there'd be no ketchup and people would be upset when they go to McDonald's. (laughs) But can you see in one shift of awareness, entire perception of what you knew to be true for decades is suddenly invalidated. That's so cool. Now, you translate that into a person's life today. Mm. You grew up thinking that, this is an example I'll give from a client of mine. You grew up thinking that your father didn't love you. Your father Mm. didn't care about you because he never went to school and you tried so hard. You worked Mm. your tail off because you wanted dad to come on the parent teacher's evening to see what you've done just so the teacher could say, wow, Mr. So-and-so, your child has done so well. And because you were craving that level of approval, validation, proud, every kid wants that from their parents at some level, right? Mm. But your dad was never bothered to come to school and it ate away at you for years. In fact, it estranged the relationship. It put pressure on you because you're always judging your dad because Mm. they couldn't be bothered to come and you work your ass off for nothing. Mm. And so finally you confront them when you start doing some personal work. You realize you've got to clean this up or at least get some resolution as to why. Right. right. This ate you away for years and, and yeah, created a wedge and a separation between you. And so you finally have the conversation. And your dad breaks down and starts crying. He says, Oh, son, you don't, you don't understand. He says, I, I so wanted to be there. I, it broke my heart every time I couldn't come. I wanted to hear those words. I knew you were doing well. But you know, I can't read or write very well. And I didn't want to risk embarrassing you if the teacher gave me something of your work to read. Wow. All of a sudden, in one movement, you have a paradigm shift Mm. that alters the fundamental relationship or the energetics of it for the last 20 years with your dad. See, that's kind of what I'm talking about, the instantaneous or the the, 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 the light bulb moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's that aspect, which obviously is available. Hmm. And for many people, they're simply carrying false paradigms that they're buying into a narrative of or a story that is Hmm. limiting them in their potential, their beliefs, their their gifts to the world, their self-esteem, their self-image, their relationship to money, their relationship to their body. All of that stuff is usually false paradigms that it's sat on that when you start to shift the context for that, not the content. That's what you're going to spend money with gurus and stuff trying to fix the content and the outside world. I need the next, you know, key to mastering my next funnel. I need the next this to that. It's exterior stuff, Mm. but it's built on a foundation that is being driven by a pattern that will still be there whether you make your next million or not. Wow. Now you say, I need need a million so I can feel good about myself. No, Mm. you need. You need something completely different to feel good about yourself, and it's got nothing to do externally. And I'll tell you exactly how that game ends. Mm. You go make your next million. You feel happy for 20 minutes because now you're no longer hustling. You can take a breath. But then you have that emptiness Mm -hmm. that crops up again, and you finally figure out the answer. Of course, it's you need two million in case you lose the first. Yeah. Right? And that game never ends. And now you're on the hamster wheel to nowhere. Mm, right, running east, right. looking for that sunset, hoping that the next personal train will tell you how to run better. Wow, mm. making right. sense. I, 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 I just have to uh, 
applaud. That was fire, Peter. And I mean, you can see everyone watching. I mean, it's just incredible, Peter, how you're able to just speak to the soul and transform people. I've watched so many people listen to you teach like this and the shifts, it's like a few tweaks to giant peaks. And by the end of your, you working with them, I just watched you coach so many people. They see themselves, they see their life, they see their, just their fulfillment is now there where it wasn't there and now it's there, which then 100%. seems to cause all this success. Like you've had clients that have major motion picture deals and, you know, become, you know, you know, I, I just heard the stories. I know there's so many, uh, but just incredible, almost shocking things that happen um, as a result of getting this transformation wired in. So, and the, the, one of the key issues here is, yeah, I've I created many, many millionaires, multimillionaires, yes. but here's the difference. They were just as happy not being a millionaire. It wasn't the money that did it. Yeah, which means they could lose everything tomorrow mm -hmm. and it's not going to let them hit the, the ground at 100 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the money became yeah. a secondary, it became That's... a byproduct or a consequence right. Right, right, right. of them just showing up with freedom to live their life and give their gift, which of course is going to add more value, which of course is going to result in more measurement of value that we call money. I love that. Right? But it wasn't striving, oh. hustling, you know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, grinding, elbowing your way through life, trying to wrestle reality to the ground to fit your pictures. Most mm -hmm. people are tired of that. Yeah, it's it's stressed out Simon who becomes heart attack mm -hmm. Harry, all right, and then wonders why. Yeah, even if they get to the top of the mountain, as I said, they want to jump off. Yeah, and you train them to become effortless Eric. I remember you, you this effortless like, Eric. That, that's, effortless that's the game Eric, it's called. Effortless Erica, depending on, on <laughs> yeah, Erica, the, that's right. the gender game you're on. Oh, but good. yes, uh, I, I, but there's shifting context is obviously very powerful. Mm -hmm. Right, it's it's a game changer, but. The, the majority of my work over time operates at a different level. And you know, we, we have a program, as you know, Ultimate Self Mastery, which mm -hmm. is kind of an entry-level program because I created yes. it okay. the most affordable transformational program because I wanted to reach the masses, especially during COVID when right. people were losing money, locked down, furlough, their, their industries were going out of, of business, their, their, uh, their, their bosses were going under, so they got no job to go back to afterwards. There was a lot of despair mm. and uncertainty. And mm -hmm. I wanted to create something that the average person could easily afford that would create change over time. Yeah. And so I created the, the ultimate self-mastery program for that. But here's, here's the key distinction. I want to share this because no matter what programs you look at, and there's many out there, obviously, mm. I want to give an insight most people don't have. Mm. That is that the vast majority of personal growth in that sector, the, the how-to, let's call it that, yeah, yeah. How to fix your relationships, fix your finances, fix your body, fix you know, the, the, the how to. I want to you know, get better. Self-improvement is based around the concepts of knowledge mastery. In other words, you don't know the, the, the formula. I will sell you the formula. And as a result of that, you, know, you will then be successful. That's how the vast majority of people have. And the mindset they're conditioned with, especially from traditional education, hmm. is that you need wow. to learn something and you need to learn it and get good enough to apply it. Okay. You, know, you go from yeah, conscious incompetence to conscious competence to unconscious competence, and then you will you'll have mastered it. Hmm. Now the challenge with that, the challenge is there is so much information out there. Wow, true. The emotional route most people go through when trying to learn something new is overwhelm, which leads to confusion, which leads to inaction. Yeah. 
and then they blame themselves because everybody poster boys the yeah the uh, the, the testimonial of the person who made it. And now you think, well, like, clearly it's not the program, it's me, right? Right. And, and so then you beat yourself up and then you buy another program that becomes more data for later. And, and, and for infant- later. So the way that I work is different. I don't work on the brain's short-term memory capacity. That was how you were rewarded at school. Wow. That's how you got your validation with your piece of paper signed by somebody you never met that cost you tens of thousands of dollars to validate <laughs> your education because you're smart enough to remember stuff that's no longer relevant in today's world. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. Did I, did I that just give some personal opinion on traditional education? <laughs> Tell us what right? you're doing, Peter. It's, right, yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> so, but yeah, and, and again, I think most people are aware, aware of that. Unless it's yeah. an act, passion of yours you're studying to go forward with, you know, True. if you want to be a pilot, you got to get a certificate that says you know how to fly. Otherwise, I ain't getting on the plane. Yeah, right? that, that's yeah. But most people are sold on education in order to buy certainty through you know, validation of certificates, and it just yes. doesn't equate to reality. Right. So, uh, so I don't want to work with that system that was falsely impregnated into your brain. Okay. Right. To uh, under the guise of thinking that that's what you need to do in order to be successful or intelligent. I work on a different method. Interesting. And I'll show you exactly how it works. If you, you're in the US right now, mm-hmm. you live in the US, you grew up in the US, you're a US citizen. Yeah. Let's just say you go to Australia for two years because it's been a dream. You want to do the opera house. You fell in love with kangaroos. And, you know, before you know it, you know, it's, it's you know, koalas on the Barbie and, and you're quite happy. <laughs> to All right. So, but you spend two years there for whatever. Okay. You come back, several of your friends are going to say, Eileen, you've picked up a little bit of a twang. You've got a bit of an Australian accent going on there. My goodness. And, and likely yeah. you would have. Right. Okay. Here's the question. When you moved over to Australia for your two-year sojourn, did you book yourself into accent classes? No. Did you take Australian accent 101 at night school? No. Then how did it happen? Mm. It happened because... Your environment was so pervasive in terms of its unconscious programming of you that it affected every word coming out of your mouth. That's so. You didn't need to take notes and journal your accent journey or none of that stuff. Mm. It just happened because it works with your brain's innate habit forming system based upon environment beats will over time every time. Now, let me ask you this, because this is a a hard moment for many people listening, if they allow it to be. Mm. What do you think your current financial accent is? Ooh. (laughs) Who have you been hanging around with that you've picked up the financial beliefs so that when you open your mouth and talk about money or you have an internal dialogue about money... Mm. Not because you didn't go to money school That's or so poverty good. school or scarcity school or you know risk averse school or whatever it is, or oh, but because you hung around an environment that over time conditioned your thoughts without you even having to take notes. So as human beings, we do not get to vote on whether or not we are programmable, but we do get to vote on how we want to be programmed. And most people give up the right to that vote by just settling for current proximity. Here. 
you're watching this interview and have the ability to type some fire emojis in the comments or in the spaces below this video. Peter, you said environment beats will. Over every, time, over every time. time. Yeah, yeah I, I can teach you how to stay warm. I can teach you how to cook warm soup. I can teach you how to buy warm clothes. I can teach you how to run on the spot. But if you choose to live in a freezer, it's going to win over time. Right. That's so good. Yeah, you oh, may good. think that you're a positive person. You may think that you've got strong affirmations. You may think that getting up and meditating every day is going to help. But if you live with someone who is constantly stealing your dream, reinforcing why you can't instead of how you can, hanging out with people that look at life yeah, through a lens of negativity rather than positivity, environment is going to win over time, every time. It's how we're wired. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Guys, how powerful is this? <laughs> So good. And you create those environments in your programs. And I'm going to community is yeah, everything. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I'm you know, alumni, masterminds, yeah. Yeah, uh, sense of family. Okay. I, I don't have a family. You know, both my mm. parents are, have gone over 10 years. I didn't have any brothers or sisters. Uh, my grandparents are gone by the time I was six. So I have no aunts, uncles or cousins. So, yeah, I'm very careful who I choose. Now, some people say that's a blessing if you had my family. Right. Yeah. It's they, they would uh, stand in for the cast of Shameless. <laughs> but, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, love your family, choose your friends. Right? Mm. But right now I'm in a position where, you know, I, I can choose my friends. Right. And I, as I don't have a family, I wanted to create mine. And I wanted to create it with like-minded people that became okay. my family from my friends. And so our, you know, our students, our graduates, our, our online communities, everything else, mm. it is a, 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 a real hub of yeah. Possibility thinking, you know, vibrancy. I, I want us to be midwives to each other's dreams. I love that. I, I don't want to be somebody that's coming at life from a place of where's the hole in the donut? There's always a hole in the donut. Mm. You know, I, I say, here, here's, here's two games we can play. Right? The first game is if you can write 10 things that suck about your life, I'll give you 100 grand. And guess what? Everybody could play and win that game. Right. But I say to the same people, here's another game. Yeah, you've got to write 10 things that are amazing about your life and you win 100 grand. Guess what? They could win that game too. Mm. The question is, which game do you want to play? Yeah. Pretty so. simple. And most people are playing the game that everyone around them is playing. Fire. Fire sauce. So good. All right, well... Everybody listening, you can hear how powerful it is. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to put links below. Peter's work, incredible. He's an amazing challenge, actually. That we will talk about the, your challenge. You just, if you can get involved in what Peter's doing, I guarantee your life's going to go to another level, as it has mine. Um, so, thank you, Peter, for. No, that. I, I appreciate that. I, I, <laughs> that was I, really we, good. We, we I mean, both come from the same place. Yeah, we we want to help people. Yeah, yeah we, we look around. I mean, if you're. If you're crazy, stupid, and insane enough to to do things like watch the mainstream media, which I encourage everybody to abandon immediately, yeah. <laughs> but let's just say that I don't know you uh you tripped over your shoelace, you ended up landing on the TV remote, and out of uh, you hit the button that put on constant negative news, also known as CNN, right? <laughs> and uh, and and it just flashed up for a moment. Let's just say that that, I love it. that happens. Right? Yeah, you 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 are going to have to understand that 
the world right now is in need of people mm. who are examples, not warnings. So good. And what I love about the work that you do and the reason that I'm driven to do what I do is because what's going to get humanity to the next level of consciousness is not going to be more Netflix. Yeah. All right. Wow. It's not going to be more, you know, listening to the, mm. yeah, forgive me saying the, the, the U.S. circus political, you know, show, which, yeah. you know, yeah, 100%. yeah, or any of that kind of crap. No, it's going to be you starring in your own movie. Mm. Right? Wow. And leading yourself from a place of, of joy, leadership, love, abundance, adventure, and deciding that that's the role you're playing. You're not going to get sucked into being an unpaid film extra in some big budget disaster bullshit movie right. that most people should be starring in by default if they don't claim their own sense of stardom. Mm. And yeah, I love being able to do oh, what cool. I do. And I love what you do to be able to help mm. people do that. as well. And that, that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I show up. Yeah. Love it. Love it. We're all just doing our assignment. So Peter, let's, let's talk a little bit about what it was like um, working together and so you is incredible entrepreneur, like incredible team, incredible culture. It's just the, you have the coolest company. I think I, I, I see a lot of companies, but your company is just amazingly well run. Where did, where were you kind of feeling stuck and getting that message, getting that movement out to a larger audience before we started um, working together? Where did you feel like the stuck points sure. were for you? The, when you look at the, the online digital marketing space, uh, it is a fast moving space. Yeah. Algorithms are changing, you know, weekly, if not monthly, if not what have you, right? You've got various different agendas at work that are counterproductive and uncontrollable, whether that's, you know, keywords, whether that's, you know, uh, outbidding on, on different aspects, whether that's massive political budgets coming into the space, yeah, to mm -hmm. which now, yeah, triple, yeah, uh, uh -huh. CPAs or whatever it may be. Yeah, or you've got a, a, a Black Fridays or you've got Labor Day, and yeah. all of a sudden now your cost per clicks are, are 30 points up. So you're, you're, you're playing in a pretty turbulent sea if you're going down the ad spend ROAS route. And yeah. hopefully you can make that work. Hopefully you've got enough of a back end. Yeah, yeah, process mm -hmm. and, and high ticket there to offset front end yeah, variability. But that's getting a tighter and tighter game. And I know mm -hmm. a lot of people in the space that, you know, yeah. like me, we were spending a million dollars a month at one point on, on ads. Yeah. And you've got a situation where I, I'm kind of tired of making Facebook and Google rich, you know, or, or any richer than they are. Because when they're making more money than you and you're assuming all the risk, there's you know, there's a conversation to be had. Wow. Well and so if ad spend, which for a lot of the bigger companies, because it's obviously infinitely scalable, but obviously inherent with the risk as well and the variables. True. If, if your CMO, for whatever reason, is not ahead of the latest curve, or it's you know, if you are uh, subject to... I don't know. We we had we lost a huge amount of optimization one time because the bank's algorithm blocked one of the payments to Facebook, and it was two o'clock in the morning, and my CFO wasn't awake. And mm. by the time we figured it out in the morning, wow. and the bank thinks it's trying to help us because it's all done through AI, and it's, you know, it's not a person sitting there thinking, "Oh look, they spend every day this amount on Facebook. Let's block it this day." No, it's just a, a trigger, right, or a right. random or whatever. Yeah, and so now you reset optimization. It costs you two weeks worth of yeah getting back on track to to push the, the numbers north. So I, I'm like, we, we need a better strategy. Mm. 
as a primary strategy. And so I was looking around for uh, uh, other ideas that could take over from ad spend as a center of gravity. Yeah. And then I, I had a, a call. Actually, I got a message on my phone from a, a mutual friend, Rich Sheffern. Love him. And he's like, Pete, I just got off yeah, interviewing Eileen, and this was incredible. You have got to yeah, uh, see this interview. And he says, look, it's not going to be live for a couple of weeks, but I'm going to send you the raw footage because oh. it's so powerful. Oh, cool. Right? That's fun. So anyway, I, I jumped on, and again, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur first. I'm a kind of a speaker, coach, trainer second. My, my, my first, well, ha having said that, I got into personal growth at 17. I started my first company at 17. I'm 51 now. Mm, right. So wow. I've had 34 years mm. of personal growth and, uh, and business. So, cool. so I, I, but I can spot opportunity when I see, see one <laughs> and I'm like, you know, wow, this, this is great. And then you and I hooked up for a conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the strategy mm -hmm. uh, and I loved it for a couple of reasons. One is there's, it, it retires a lot of the risk on the ad spend mm. in yeah. terms of how we were putting that together. Right. Uh, or, allows you to capitalize on previously spent ads, hence increasing your LTV over time. Yeah, very good. Uh, and the other thing is it saved a ton of commission on the back end for external sales teams who usually have to work very hard and they earn their commission 100%. to close the sale and do mm. everything else. But if you're doing it as part of the process that you teach, mm. which is part of the value add, the content driven strategy, and essentially, you're making a collection call. You don't need to pay double-digit points on collection, right? Mm, right. Yeah, because well, they're not doing the work. They're basically an order taker at that level. Yeah, You're going to need some level of objection handling and what have you, but certainly not at the right. level that would warrant your traditional sales team and overrides of anywhere in the industry from, you know, sort of like, you know, 15 to 25 yeah. points yeah. On, on who you're going with. Right. Right. So for me, it was a a, a double hit on mm. uh, saving on an ad spend strategy, or at least adding another bow, uh, an arrow to the quiver. Yeah. Uh, that would. Yeah. Uh, I was looking for, and making it more profitable. Yeah. You know, not just on the front end, but the back end uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's what really attracted me. And yeah, you know, you've got a great track record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I I would never take um, uh, fitness lessons from somebody overweight. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it's, 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 I, I used to say I'd never trust a skinny chef, but then I really had a skinny chef who was actually a really good guy. Complain about <laughs> my, my metaphor, so I said oh, my my analogy. So I'm like, okay, right we'll we'll go with yeah, overweight chef. people touching fitness. Let's let's avoid them, shall okay, we? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I I'm not going to take business advice from right. from Joe, who's never run a business. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So, right. so yeah, you walk your talk. You, you've got mm -hmm. an incredible story. Yeah, yeah, and you seem to be very much about the, how can I add value, not how can I get clients? And that's huge for us because mm -hmm. we're a conscious yeah. driven business. Right. Yeah. You guys are amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I lose everything Before. tomorrow. It'd be a damn good excuse to go again. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not about the me, 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 collect, collect, yeah, hoard, hoard, yeah, make more, make more, 10x this, 10x. Yeah, yeah. In my twenties, that drove me. But, yeah. That's, that's ego and insecurity. Mm. Money's a byproduct of the value you add. So if you lead with your heart, yeah, as long as your brain's along for the ride, I mean, there's a, there's a, yeah, good, there, there, very there's good. A, good caveat. Yes. You know? Yeah. 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 Then yeah, you can work with people because right now I'm, I, I want to work with people. I, I enjoy working with. Yeah. So, people yeah, where one plus one is 11. Yeah. 
So, you know, yeah. you look forward to getting up and getting on a call and brainstorming yeah. and jamming. Yeah. Wow, what about this? Oh, let's go try this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the energy I want to work with. I'm, yeah. I'm too long in the tooth now to, 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 to want to go hustle. <laughs> not, not my game. Me too. We are in that club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, that's so, yeah. really well said. So it was like the strategy and. Um, I love because you're also like a really great speaker and there's so many speakers that are so powerful, but they also have just never heard or learned about how to make that offer from stage Correct. and what that looks like to um, reveal a price and what that looks like to go to a deposit, just all those things. And was, so it's such a natural. Yeah. I'm, yeah. As I've just said, I'm about adding value. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been a professional speaker for the right. last 20 years, but I've, I've been rewarded in that part of my business. Yeah. Because yeah, I was a kind of a speaker as a hobby for many years. Traditional business was my game, but I spoke mm. because I love to speak. Yeah. And, but I would never make my living their platform selling. It was almost like, you know, 10, right. 20 grand for a keynote. Right. You right. Know, right. On stage in front of four, five, 10,000 people. And I'm sharing the stage with Bill Clinton or Richard Branson or whatever it may be. Yeah. But I'm paid to deliver value. I'm not paid on the back end of what I have to sing for my supper for. And so for <laughs> me, I, I was always about, I just want to give. Right. And you know, a lot of the time when it comes to traditional sales, I've never had a sales lesson. Mm. Yeah, I've never formally trained in the art of salesmanship. I've always just led with the heart and people right. like me and buy stuff because they, they feel me, right? Yeah, right. But when, when you're on stage, if you're a Russell Brunson or if you're a you know, Rich Sheffron, mm -hmm. if you're a yeah, Alex Mendoza or whatever, you you there is a process. There is a process that will guarantee a higher ROI versus a lower yeah, ROI. Very, very well and if that is your game, you have to master that. And I never had. Yeah. I was scared. Mm -hmm. Right? Because a lot of people grow up with the perception of sales. This is not your natural wow. sales people that are there, but they grow up with a perception of sales. Oh, of what they saw on TV with the sleazy car salesperson, yeah, or trying mm -hmm. to compromise values to get commission because you're desperate or whatever it is. And so they automatically associate, yeah, that. And what they're saying is not, I don't want, I, I don't like sales. What they're saying is, I don't want to be that person. Ooh, such a good distinction. It's an identity repulsion. But they yeah. do, they throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I don't want to get mm. into sales. What they're really saying is I don't want to be that salesperson that everyone else looks at behind their back and thinks, oh God, that's sleazy. And and what you taught me was a way to really mm. transfer the value, maintain the integrity, give integrity. from the heart, but do it in a systematized way where they understand that there is a compelling offer here. Mm -hmm. And if you don't follow those steps, they won't see that in a light that could be given and therefore you're not going to get the result. Right. And if you believe in your product and you know this changes lives, it is your obligation to figure out the best way to present that so that you can help more people. Oh, uh, and that was, so that was a huge shift for me. Right, so thank you. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. It was so well said too, because, because if your product is like this, it literally transforms lives. So it's like, how do I train, how do I communicate and reveal the value to this in yeah. a way that now draws out desire and buyer's momentum while you're staying at maintaining, you're maintaining in complete integrity and love is what I love to say. I like, yeah. I feel like that sales is really just love. It's like, I love you so much. I, I want to help you.
you know, like, so it's, yeah, it feels it's the transfer like of enthusiasm from one person to another right. about a particular product or offer. However, just transferring enthusiasm ain't going to do it. Not in today's world. <laughs> good. Right. You've got to have a structure and a system and a, and a methodology yeah. that supports the integrity, obviously. So you're not oh, going down to the car lot to sell jalopies. But mm -hmm. you're but you're coming from a place of knowing that if I present it this way in this cadence with this level of offer reveal mm -hmm. with this price comparison Good. with these testimonials inserted here, the convincer strategy to use an NLP term is going to be far more effective because you're going to be preempting objections. You're going to be using levels of trial closes that allow the traditional people or that are wary of all of that. Nobody wants to be sold to. People yeah. want to buy. Yeah, right? really good. So allow them to buy by taking them through a process mm. that yeah, gets rid of all of the other stuff. Yes. I, I, and I remember when you, I I, I didn't yeah. do the clothes the first time. I asked you to do it, right? right. Yep, yep. So yep. I, I wanted to model that. And yeah. it was elegant. And it was, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, well, we're, we're not selling secondhand cars. Yeah. <laughs> people, people, yeah. people aren't kicking back and saying, oh, here comes the clothes. No, it yeah. was a natural process, and I I love that. And and then the second time, and yeah, we, we did, did the challenge, so good. And, and I did it, and we 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 closed just under a million dollars. It's amazing. And on on that, and I'm I'm like, holy wow, I I've not done that before in in that yeah. respect. And sure why can you do that? Oh, sorry, sorry. What what did you say, Peter? It sure beats twenty grand for a keynote. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Just under a million. Yeah, that's, that's, I'll do that. Yeah, hundred percent. Watching you do that was so, you said the same word, elegant. It was um, so effortless. It was so effortless. And I love, there was so much love in the room when you were communicating the vision and we're going to change the world. And it was so great, you guys. Hopefully we can, you can watch Peter do that because it was uh, just an invitation if this was right for for them for their next yeah. step you know and beautifully done in your voice in your style and people just table rushed to the back it was awesome so and, and the authenticity is there it's like if they yeah. didn't do it if it wasn't right for them i don't want them there yeah yeah it's like that's it. i'm not good. focused on the numbers yeah i'm focused on, on the yeah how do i line people up in a way that they can see the opportunity so i'm not creating yeah blocks by not good. telling them the right things Very or presenting good. it way and therefore they've got a clearer way to make a decision and if it's right for them they will mm -hmm. um, yeah. and if it's not amazing, amazing. I'm, I'm not here to try to 100%. squeeze numbers exactly i think that's such a powerful tip though for people watching is that you just be okay with no like be okay with not right now like just if you're divorced from the outcome and not attached to someone needing to do something or needing to say yes and jump like Everyone, a lot, the allowance of someone's personal space for them to make the best decision for them is what we all should be doing as, as entrepreneurs online. It's like, stop needing the sales so much and be okay. In fact, one, one um, friend of mine, he says like, in fact, I want people to say no. He's like, I do not want to work with people that don't feel called into this thing. Like, so I think just allowing people to make the decision that's best for them, is all good. And many factors, timing being one, life yeah. circumstances being one. I mean, uh, and, and again, it, it's for, for, for probably the guys here a little, little more uh, relevant. But, you know, when it comes to dating, we, we've all had situations where, yeah, we, we've we've had a no. But it, it, it what it really turned out to be is a yes, but not yet. 
Yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. I love that. This is such a cool fact for people uh, watching is that normally from our research, it's 2.5 events or 2.5 experiences, 2.5 challenges until someone buys. So people mm. just need time to build no like and trust and then they're going to they're going to buy. So yeah. but we, we just run out our fourth uh, challenge on there. Oh. And they get just just uh, we're currently about eight hundred and something thousand dollars on there. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. On there. So and, oh, uh, and amazing. So um, cool. We, we've uh, we've got our next one running next week. And yeah, fingers crossed. We'll see if we do the seven figures this time. Ooh, but ooh, again, ooh. not attached. Yeah. The perfect people in the perfect way at the perfect time. That's right. Peter, how much would you say total, if you're comfortable sharing, like, so you've done four challenges or, or one, yeah. okay, yeah, how, how, I don't even know. So <laughs> what, what do you think total the company has grown or the uh, revenue? Out of that, um, uh, this year, because we only started in January and what is it's, it's September now. Our yeah. last, uh, last one was July. So January okay. to July, probably around, let me have a think, close to $3 million on wow. four challenges around so there. Cool. I mean, our, our third challenge bombed a little bit. Uh, I had to Did learn. It? Okay, you're yeah. always learning, but uh, it but it, it it bombed on it bombed mainly on the ticket sales, and part of that mm -hmm. was again it's learning experience. We know that if we have a certain amount of people there, it's going to translate into a certain ticket. It's just just the math. It's how the numbers right. work out. Right, right, right. So, I I made the the incorrect assumption that because it was so easy to sell the tickets previously that I just assumed that people would want the tickets and I, I didn't work too much again on the clothes. I just added value right. over rushed the fact that, oh, and here's the tickets, get one now. And of course it was the wrong, yeah, uh, I, I, I didn't frame it correctly. Expensive yeah, yeah. lesson, but, <laughs> um, uh, but, but one that just validates mm -hmm. what I'm saying. It's like, right. you know, I'm don't get caught up in just the, the the content delivery. You need to be able to spend time on understanding how to frame the the next step mm -hmm. of, of value uh, so using cool. what you teach. Yeah, I love. I love. Yeah, about three million dollars. So amazing! And congratulations on all, because think about all those lives that are getting changed. That's just like a representation, right? Peter, this I wanted. To, I just want to say this is another thing I love about you is like you're so good at kind of like um, objectifying entrepreneurial behavior because like one thing I loved about working with you is you're like oh okay like we made a mistake here we're going to fix that next time like you're so like you're so quick to notice and address anything that could be a mistake and like you don't take anything personally you're just like oh yeah we're just going to fix that next time and then you do and like, crush it and blow it up and the numbers go amazing I just love that about you because some people are so sensitive or take things personally but um, you're just like, not like that at all. I just, I mean, I loved even just us talking about speaking and closing and sales. I'm like, Hey, just do this. And you're like, got it. And you were just like, you, you're like one of the fastest, you can say something to Peter Sage one time and he will immediately be able to execute it. Like I've never worked with anyone that was like, Hey, tell the story like this, or like have the audience do this in the chat. And you just like, did it perfect. Like the first, <laughs> the first uh, challenge. So I've just never worked with anyone like that. So that's just, I just love those that. things about you i'm like Man, and be more just, just for people listening that's i'll i'll probably give some context there, i don't want to think that i'm, I'm superhuman or they can't because they're not me or anything oh, like yes. that okay good. yeah yes. I, uh, as a i've been a speaker for 20 years so assimilating new strategies yes. into that is, is great yeah if, if you're a, if you're a pilot and you you're, you're being shown a new aircraft you're already pretty up to speed with most of it yeah, it's like, good well, point, know, great uh, point. so 
So, so there is that, but nothing that nobody could learn within, you know, probably just an extra couple of yeah, weeks or sessions. Right. That right. I just point. was a little, you know, yeah. I, I got a bit of momentum behind me in that field. That that was all. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 not good at many things. I I I don't have very many superpowers. I can promise you. But you know, what what I what I do, I try to do as as good as I can mm, and yeah. continually improve. And and if you're if you're resisting that or you're defensive or you're covering up for mistakes or whatever it may be, it's it, it's only the insecurities around ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the right. things I, I'm just so blessed with is that yeah, I, I had probably yeah, not just yeah, this lifetime's worth of ego, maybe a couple of lifetimes in my twenties. And uh, <laughs> I managed to get through that to a point now where yeah, I'm wow, that's really good. I was I was an asshole to work for uh, back wow. then. Yeah. I was all about, you know, the, the significance and, and all of that kind of stuff. I would, I would specialize in catching people doing things wrong instead of catching them doing things right, mm. you know, and it was, it was insecurity. Right. Yeah. And this is common for a lot of entrepreneurs True. because if your worth and your net worth are connected, then if something threatens your net worth, i.e. somebody makes a mistake in your business or drops mm. the ball or costs you X in your mind, Mm-hmm. It has a knock-on effect of pulling down the self-worth, yeah, you know, or threatening the self-worth, which triggers the fear that we're not enough, which yes. then you will do almost anything to avoid. Wow. So therefore, if if you can't again, again I mean, four years ago, as you probably you know, no, you know, I I lost everything. I was a third of a million in debt. I had no credit rating. I had one month rent in the bank, and yeah, I was one of the happiest I've ever been. Actually, not I won't say happy. I say excited. Hmm. You know, I, I, I'd never dug myself out of a hole that deep before. I've been in some holes, but not, not that deep. This is wow. This mm-hmm. is going to be cool. Let's figure out where we're going to go. Wow. Now, if my self-worth and my net worth were tied, I'd be at the bottom of that hole yeah, taking Prozac. Right. Right. Wow. Because one of the things I've learned to do is, oh, is realize that I, I am not what I'm worth. Mm-hmm. I'm an entrepreneur. Bank account's going to go up. Bank account's going to go down. It's part of the game. It's who we are. It's the roller coaster. Enjoy the ride. Right. You're going to learn some lessons. Like, right. you know, so good. don't go on the roller coaster after lunch. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. But life is an amusement park. And at some point, you're not going to take anything with you. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a hearse with a roof rack. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. That's if, so good. Yeah, the, 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 the only people that tried that, by the way, were the mm. Egyptians. Wow. And they, they buried everything with them. And, and what happened? I'll tell you mm. what happened. 3,000 years later, we dug it up and stole it. Right. Wow. Right. So you, you're not taking it away. So what is the game about? Is it how much I can accumulate so I can get to the end of the game and realize that I actually haven't got anything I after I finished my final scene? Or is it how much value can I add? How many smiles can I put on people? How much adventure can I squeeze out of this game? Mm. You know, I know what it's like to be at the bottom, yeah, in, in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. I know what it's like yeah, to be locked up in jail for six months, you know, having never even been accused of a crime and wow. or let alone convicted, right? I know what it's like to yeah, make mistakes that have cost you millions of dollars when yeah, you weren't because you weren't paying attention. Mm. And I know what it's like to be on the other side of that. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I want to get to the end. If I'm lucky enough, Eileen, to be able to choose the last words out of my mouth mm. in this movie of Pete's life, right? Because we right. all star in our own. I would want it to be something like Wow, you know something? That was spectacular. That is a movie I would pay to watch again. Wow. And how do most people try to live? Mm. Most people see life as a sexually transmitted terminal disease. Mm. Right? 
And they're so afraid of living a life that from peaks and troughs, they try to keep it as narrow as possible. And it's like, no, you, you want to get out there and, and, and just enjoy the adventure. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. It's part of the game. And imagine that you go to the cinema to see the latest Tom Cruise movie, right? The new Mission Impossible 75 or whatever it is, right? Yeah, these days. 75. And you pay your money and you go in, you sit in the cinema and it's all action. You got your popcorn, everything's ready. And the movie comes on and you watch Tom Cruise gardening for 90 minutes. <laughs> right? It's, you're not going to want to pay to see that movie again. Gardening. I love that. Right? If if you were born for Mission Impossible, stop gardening. Fire. Fire. Oh my gosh. So good. Peter Sage, you are the best. So I'm going to link up all Peter's stuff below so you can just dive deep and get immersed in Peter's teaching. It's so good. As you can tell, it's just like a little taste. So Peter, um, last question. If somebody was like on the fence thinking about diving into this strategy, diving into our work, um, what would you tell them? What would you encourage them? Same thing. Stop gardening, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. You know, Jump out of the airplane. Uh, you, you, we've heard it a thousand times. If you always done what you you know do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Mm, right. History right. always has and always will favor the risk taker. So the true. paradox of history is that those that risk the least usually end up with the least. It's just your brain won't tell you that when you're looking at it through fear, trying to pay the mortgage on Friday. Mm. So. Yeah. We said earlier that you know the, the the online digital world is a fast moving world. It may be two years from now, it's too late to get involved in terms mm. of the strategy. Yeah, we may have moved on from a five day yeah. challenge to a different deal. True. We may be looking at the next flavor of the month. Right. But we know that right now this is profitable. Mm. You run this on the way that you share with people and how you teach them, and you give us everything we needed. Join the dot simplicity. Right. And we, yeah. we, it was just, it was so easy to follow. And as you said, it's just small tweaks to giant peaks. Mm. Most people are probably doing the right things right now. They're just not making that shift. You know, if you just forget one ingredient in the cake and it happens to be sugar, right? <laughs> yeah. You do yeah. all the right effort. You put the same amount of electricity yeah. in the oven yeah. cooking and, and you have all that kind of stuff, but it ain't going to taste sweet. Mm. Yeah, you bring the sugar to that recipe in a way that you know makes things a lot sweeter. Mm. So if you're contemplating now, then the the only thing I would say is that it, it, it's not what you learn, it's who you learn it from. Mm. So many people out there are posing as gurus, posing as experts, and what they're really experts at is making money on telling people how to buy their stuff because they're an expert. <laughs> shots fired right? true so i want somebody that that's the difference between advice and opinion mm. see now there's nothing wrong with opinion as long as you know it's opinion an opinion mm. right and advice are very different advice is as follows mm. advice is information that's given by somebody that has experienced firsthand what it is that you want to do is achieve what you want to achieve, is walk the path you want to have walked, survive the potholes, the scraped knees, and everything else, mm. and is giving you the benefit of their experience in hindsight so that you can actually avoid some of those pitfalls. Yeah. And I said that you've got a map that you know has worked because somebody has walked that path. That's right. advice. 
right. opinion is everything else. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, it doesn't mean to say opinions aren't valid. Everybody has one. Right. But one of the things I learned from Richard Branson a long time ago, pay good money for good advice. Ooh. Ooh. What you don't want to do is try to pay cheap money for good advice. That ain't going to work. And what mm. you certainly don't want to do is pay good money for opinion. You, Eileen, we paid good money and we got good advice and it has paid us back yeah, many millions of dollars. So yeah, I rest my case. Ladies and gentlemen, Peter Sage. <laughs> so good. Thank you. Um, and thank you for those really kind words, Peter. Really. It's um it's been such a joy. It's so fun when you love your clients, isn't it? When you just like love, um, you just love them and just love working with them and their team's amazing. And so thank you for thank you for the work that you do, the lives that you change, the thousands and thousands of lives that you change and are going to continue to change uh, like through this challenge and all your work. So thank you just for being you. So. Anybody that I, I'm fortunate enough to cross paths with that allows me to leave an extra thumbprint on humanity in a mm. way that allows me to give my gift, I'm eternally grateful for. And, and you've definitely played that role. So yeah. thank you, Eileen, and keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Yeah. What was that line, Peter, that you want to say when you were, were all ready to cross over the other side? Like, was it like, wow, that was an adventure. Is that what it was? That that line? That was spectacular. That was spectacular. That was spectacular. That's a movie That's I so would good. pay to see again. That's a movie I would pay to see again. Oh, I love it. I got chills. Well, thank you so much, Peter. Thanks for your time. Thanks for doing this interview. I got, I, I, I just, I got so much out of this and I hope you watching uh, did as well. So thanks again, Peter. Absolute pleasure. Stay amazing. And uh, I'm sure we'll speak soon. Yeah. Hey, Eileen here. Just wanted to say thanks for listening today. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there and you took time out of your day to dive into today's episode. So thank you so much. I also wanted to let you know if you'd like to learn how to do a $1 million a day, head on over to onemilliondollarday.com and grab our free case study, swipe files. You can see our event agendas in there, a bunch of cool stuff. We want to see you crush a million dollar a day. Remember, the world needs what you alone have to offer. We'll see you on the next episode.